Welcome to the Saucy Stat Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, alongside my co-host, Brandon. And today marks the completion of the week eight of the 2023 college basketball season. Uh, so without further ado, uh, Happy New Year, all, uh, to all of you. Uh, it's 2023. Uh, it's the year of the perfect bracket. We are hoping to bring you guys uh, the best information. We want to get you there, and we want to see a perfect bracket from somewhere. Someone, somewhere. The year of the perfect bracket. Uh, I am sorry yes, if you sir. heard that. That is my dog, Copper. He is all full of energy now. Hey, he's, he's excited about the perfect bracket. Yeah, he's That's excited about the perfect bracket. You know what team is not excited, though? UConn. Their undefeated season is no more. You want to talk more about that? Yeah. Uh, so last week, UConn Xavier... Um, Unfortunately for the Huskies, their Cinderella, well, not really Cinderella run, but uh, their their perfect season uh, was eliminated. They are now they have one loss. Um, UConn played a good game. Um, they held Xavier tight till the end, uh, but being at home uh, for Xavier, having the atmosphere and having the fans help push um, push this team, the Musketeers came through uh, in the end, and they were able to get a really uh, landmark win for them this season, uh, boost their AP ranking this week. Uh, and uh, if you're the Musketeers, you got to be happy with how you did and what you can be doing the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, overall, really good week uh, if you're Xavier, but not so much for UConn. Uh, that leaves only two teams undefeated. That would be Purdue and New Mexico. So... One of those teams being a Big Ten team and the other team out of Mountain, Mountain West. Uh, we'll see which one of those two teams falls first. Yes, sir. I mean, it'll be a interesting next couple of weeks because they are bound to lose. Yeah. I think at least one of them will have a loss. Uh, at least by April, one of them will for sure have a loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because two teams can't go perfect for a season, but yeah, so every team has cl- or every team has clutch now as well. So two teams are defeated, but everybody has clutch data. So our formulas are looking way different. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of there would be a lot of movement with these games this past week, even without uh, every team getting clutch. But every team getting clutch is a big bonus for both of us. But you or UConn lost, but UCLA they shined this week. They had a good, good week. Yeah, yeah, that dominating win against Washington on the road, uh, and just kind of what they've been doing the past you know couple weeks too. They beat Kentucky, they beat Maryland. Uh, everything's falling in place for UCLA right now, and they aren't getting the recognition that they would merit in the AP poll. Uh, but if you're a college basketball fan, you're noticing all these ranked wins that UCLA is getting, or at least. Not quite ranked for Washington, but still a really quality win. Um, Washington is a good team in the Pac-12. Yes, sir. I mean, big wins. Their past five have been at Maryland versus Kentucky versus UC Davis at Washington State, who Washington State beat USC as well. It was within one of UCLA. But then they also beat Washington. So they're getting big wins all the way around. Yep. And they're getting getting the wins that they need, need to get. Um, moving on from that, another really critical game this week, uh, was West Virginia, Kansas state. Um, so a lot of people had these two teams as the bottom two in their big 12 preseason. Um, however, the big 12 is a very, very deep conference. So, you know, every one of those 10 teams is good. Uh, and so I was really curious to see who would win this game. Uh, West Virginia was ranked 24 for the game. Kansas state was unranked. Uh, but Kansas State, the home team, uh, prevailed over West Virginia. So Kansas State is almost ranked now, uh, but not quite. So I'm looking forward to see what this uh, Wildcats team can do the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the entire Big 12 is so insanely stacked that it's pretty hard to make it through without a handful of losses. Yeah. But this Kansas State team is 12-1. and They looked good against a ranked West Virginia team. So they really could mix some things up and be in the top half of the Big 12. 
That's yeah. easily within question. I mean, they're at Texas this upcoming week, so we'll really be able to see how strong they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. This game was a good indication that they are not overvalued with only one loss. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, another big game out of the SEC. Uh, LSU took down Arkansas. Uh, LSU not ranked. Uh, however, they only have one loss uh, versus the Razorbacks, who had a lot of offseason hype uh, with all the talent they brought in under coach Eric Musselman. Uh, however, the Razorbacks fell to the, the mostly transfer uh, team in LSU uh, under first year coach Pat McMahon. So, really good win for LSU this week. Uh, and then another SEC uh, game was Missouri beating Kentucky. What were your thoughts on that one, Brandon? Missouri looked good. It is hard to deny that Missouri is legit. Um, I was wrong. I did not think that they would be legit, but they are saying at 12 and one, they have big wins. Their loss was a humongous loss against Kansas, but wins against Illinois wins against Kentucky UCF, those are their last three wins. Those are three big wins. So this mm-hmm. team legitimately can make some waves in the SEC as well. Yeah, absolutely. Man, how about those first-year SEC coaches? You got Dennis Gates uh, at Missouri. You got Matt McMahon at LSU. Uh, you got Chris Jans at Mississippi State. They're all doing really well this year. Mike White <coughs> at Georgia. Uh, yes. But yeah, first-year head coaches of the SEC are looking really good. Yes, um, sir. Yeah. All the way around. So the one that isn't looking too good, though, from the Lamont, SEC? Lamont Paris. Well, yes, but then also Todd Golden. Your Gators aren't looking too good. No, they are not. And it's, it's unfortunate, uh, but yeah. It's been a tough year for Florida so far. Hopefully they've read the ship in conference play. Yeah, I mean, they should. I, Castleton is a good player. They're just yeah. trying to get things together and mesh, which yeah. they haven't really lost to anybody bad. If no. you look at their losses, Florida Atlantic, who we will talk about later, Xavier, who we will talk about later, West Virginia, who we were just talking about, UConn, who just lost for the first time to another team on this list. Yep. Oklahoma, who we will talk about later. (laughs) So, I mean, that's a brutal schedule to try and go through. Absolutely. Yeah, don't count Florida out yet, but uh, even if they are good teams they're playing, enough losses will still make it tough to do anything uh, in the postseason. So Yeah, they will sway things and they could be right there at the end of the season yeah another team that's been having a tough a tough year so far with a lot of losses to good teams is north carolina uh they lost on the road at pittsburgh this last week yeah that we were talking about that game before our episode last week we were like do we want to include this because it's going to be a close-ish game if pittsburgh is actually correctly rated yeah, I want to apologize to all the Pitt fans out there this week because I did not count your team in. Uh, and after beating UNC, uh, it was at home, but still a victory over the Tar Heels means that Pittsburgh is absolutely in contention in every game in, in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, Pitt has some ugly-ish losses against Vanderbilt. Granted, yeah. it was at Vanderbilt versus VCU. I think that was a neutral game, neutral yep. game against Michigan. And I think it was against West Virginia at home. Yep. So I would say just don't count them out at this point. Don't count that yeah. out. I mean, the entire ACC is chaotic. Yes. Yeah, it always has been. Notre Dame is at the bottom half. Pittsburgh is top three. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun year for the ACC so far, and it's only going to get crazier now that we're in a conference play, so they're all going to beat each other in these massive transitive property circles, right? Yep, and they will lose a lot of bids because they're just shooting each other in the foot. Yep, yeah, checks out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving uh, on, let's talk about some of these Big 12 games. Kansas yeah. almost got upset 
to open conference play against Oklahoma yep. State. They came storming back when they right when they needed it to not lose that game. Yeah. They were down double digits at halftime. They were not looking good. It was looking like it would be a long day for Kansas, but they came back in the second half and came out with a couple big blocks, big buckets at the end to save their perfect record to open conference play over the past, what is it, 30 years or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, a lot of wins in that program. Uh, it's definitely looking like that's going to be the same case for this year. 12-1 uh, and one so far for the Jayhawks. So, great win. Um, another nail-biter in the Big 12 last week uh, was Texas at Oklahoma. Texas was able to pull away and get the one-point victory over the Sooners. What were your thoughts there, Brandon? Yeah. Um, Chris Beard is still not back. Uh, they're sorting through the whatever, through there, whatever. Um, but Porter Moser, Oklahoma, they're looking good, but they just missed against Texas. Marcus Carr had a big game for Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, your former gopher. Yeah. And, Texas looks good still. Uh, without Chris Beard, they don't look as strong. I think with Chris Beard, that would have been like a 9, 10, 11 point win. Mm-hmm. So, but this team is good. Yeah. And Chris Beard's probably the most valuable asset is his experience in March Madness um, to get all the way to the championship with Texas Tech. That's not something that every coach has. Um, so they really are going to need him back at the end of the year, um, especially. But given what he has for general knowledge as well, it would be an asset to have him back now. For sure. And then continuing on on this Big 12 train, Iowa State destroyed Baylor. It wasn't even close. 15 15 points. points. Yeah, 15. 77-62. Baylor has had some brutally bad losses this year. Yes, sir. They don't come within a mile. Yeah, yeah, the Marquette game, um, that's the one I can think of right now immediately. But Baylor is just, yeah, they're good, and they win a lot of games, but when they lose, they lose bad. Yeah, I mean, seven-point loss to Virginia, 26-point loss to Marquette, 15-point loss to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Those are some bad losses. Absolutely. I got a question for you. So you're a big Pac-12 expert, Brandon. Uh, what are your thoughts on whether Washington State is legit or not? They beat USC, which shocked me. It really did. Because I knew that West or Washington State would be right there, like around mm-hmm. the middle of the pack. They yep. could go either way. I am honestly surprised at where they're sitting with that win against USC. They are sitting at six and nine, but that is a big win. Mm -hmm. And their losses are against good teams, to be fair, except for Prairie View A&M. That team is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad, that's not a a good loss at all. That's a terrible loss. No, it's terrible. But I mean, they kept UCLA with him one, and then they beat USC. If they can pull together a couple of wins, they will be legit because their next two are at Arizona State and at Arizona. If they can get back to back wins, they will be dangerous to be beat in the Pac 12. I agree. However, it's very plausible that they lose both those games too, and then they would fall to 6 and 11. So, yeah. If that's the case, then I would say definitely not legit. Uh, oh, yeah. But they have chances to prove themselves. So and we'll hold off you, on judgment for now. Speaking of not legit, Colorado. They lost to California. Mark Fox. That is bad. <laughs> Beat Colorado by four points. It was at 20-point lead for five minutes to go. So Colorado came back, which is helping their cause. But holy shit, that was a bad game. Yes. In every sense. You have a 1-13 team beating a team that beat Tennessee earlier in the year 
The only team that's beat Tennessee. Yeah, the only team that's beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that was a that's a brutal blow to Colorado. If you want to be in bubble consideration down the stretch, um, I know a lot of optimistic Colorado fans will believe that they still have a chance to get in. Uh, but if you're going to drop this kind of game, and this isn't their first not so good loss. Um, I think Colorado's in trouble if this is if because there's going to be other teams they're going to get, you know, burnt by in the Pac-12. Um, you know, Arizona's going to beat them. Arizona State will probably beat them too. Um, so yeah, if you're a Colorado fan, yeah, you got a good win against Tennessee, uh, but there's not a whole lot beyond that. Just a quick clarification: Tennessee has lost two games, Arizona, and oh, Colorado. yep. But still, you got me. You got me. I forgot about that game real quick, and then I'm like, yep. "Wait, don't they have two losses? Because otherwise, yeah. they would be like third and." You know, I wasn't there. counting that one because they lost to the refs in that game. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we know you like Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the refs were bad for that game. But <laughs> yes, that game is still like a top. A uh, very talked about game for us over the mm-hmm. past like three weeks. So I mean, yep, her eyes are on that game. But it for Tennessee, close. you do not want to see Colorado losing to California. Yeah, no, not at all. So, so that's kind of a recap of last week. Uh, looking to to now to present, uh, the AP poll was revised and released today this morning. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the newest version of the AP poll this week? I I don't know whether to say I love it or I hate it. To be fair, I mean UConn still got a first place vote, which they are fourth. Yeah, Houston and Kansas didn't get a first place vote, but UConn still got a first place vote. So that that is raising a red flag. But I mean Purdue clearly favorite. Houston cleared number two. Yep. Then, yeah, Kansas, UConn could go either way for three. Arizona, Texas, they're right there as well. They could have arguments made Mm -hmm. to be raised up. And then you get to two lost teams, Alabama, Tennessee, Gonzaga, UCLA. Wait, Gonzaga has three losses. Yeah. They're way too high. Yes. Way too high. So, I mean, Miami is at 12, and they have only one loss. But Gonzaga has three losses at nine. Something's not adding up whatsoever. So mm-hmm. that part I just really don't like. And the more I look at it, the harder it is to look at. But then you get into the middle, like Arkansas, Wisconsin. Yeah, those are good. Indiana, yeah, I guess. Duke, yeah, I guess. Then Xavier and TCU. TCU only has one loss. Mm-hmm. Xavier had a big win, and they're only up four spots. Yep. And then Missouri is at 20 with only one loss. Mm-hmm. New Mexico undefeated at 21. Charleston with one loss at 23. They're, they're – yeah, I just don't know how to explain this order because while it's good, there are so many things where it's like, I see the logic, but then you're going against that logic later on or Mm -hmm. vice versa. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, I feel about it too. I mean, it's, there's nothing that I can point at and say, Oh, this is bad. I mean, there's a few things that I would say, you know, move this team up, move this team down. But overall, it just it just doesn't quite feel right to me. Um, you know, I, I love Charleston. I love watching that team play. Um, do they deserve to be ranked hmm. I, over LSU, the first team out? I I don't think so because they have the same record or same number of losses, I should say. Charleston has gotten a lot of wins, but they've got a lot of ugly wins. Uh, and the one versus Towson this week was difficult. They blew a double-digit lead in the second half, uh, won in overtime. So I don't know if I agree with that. Um, New Mexico, obviously they haven't had the schedule that the teams above them have had, but 
I think that they should be higher than 21. They're undefeated. They're one of two teams that's undefeated. Where's the other undefeated team? Number one. So it's a bit disrespectful to New Mexico, I must say. Um, but yeah, overall, I think that most of it is decent. Um, I like kind of the 5 through 15 as is. Um, Gonzaga, I get they have three losses, but they've played some tough teams. Their losses are also to, to good teams. So Gonzaga at 9 doesn't really uh, irritate me at all. So Biggest Gonzaga fan I know. Yeah, Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> I can't deal with you. <laughs> moving on, moving on from that to our top tens this week with our formulas. Um, I'll go ahead and jump on here first. Uh, my top ten changed up quite a bit this week. Um, a lot of newcomers, so I'll start at number ten and I'll go up to number one. At ten, I have Iowa State. At nine, I have Xavier. At eight, I have Arkansas. At seven, Arizona. At six, Alabama. At five, Connecticut. At four, I have Houston. At three, I have UCLA. At two, I have Kansas. And at one, I do have Gonzaga once again. This is the formula speaking, not me. I'm not a Gonzaga fan. (laughs) That uh, Gonzaga at one still makes me laugh every time you say that. It's their schedule. UCLA at three. Yeah. They are looking good for you. They are sky high. What what made them rise? What made them rise? Well, I think that the victory they had over Washington is a good place to start. Um, not only did they win, uh, they destroyed the Huskies on the road. Uh, and if you dive a little bit deeper into the game, um, UCLA shot the ball pretty well, 45% from the field, 39 from three. Uh, their defense was elite, especially from behind the arc. Washington made two of their 25 three-point attempts. UCLA, uh, seven of eight from the line, uh, not turning the ball over. Uh, they're out-rebounding their opponents as well. Um, it's just kind of a culmination of, of doing things right uh, and winning kind of all the little miniature stat battles throughout the game. Uh, and then in addition, having a tough schedule. Uh, they Like we talked about, their non-conference wins that they have. They've played a lot of good games. So that's what lands them the number three spot in my formula. Yeah, so that's very, very reasonable. And I, I like them. They're a lot lower for me. They're at 19 for me. But I still like them. They're a good, solid team. As for me, my top 10, uh, coming in at 10, I have Texas. At 9, I have Alabama. At 8, I have Houston. At seven, I have Texas Tech. At six, this one will surprise you, Florida Atlantic. At five, (laughs) Butler. At four, Iowa State. At three, Baylor. At two, Kansas. And at one, I have Oklahoma, the Sooners. Man. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, we'll, we'll we'll top to bottom. So Oklahoma. Number one, I like this team. Uh, To be transparent, Oklahoma is number 17 in my formula. So they are definitely um, a team I'm watching as well. But my question to you is what warrants Oklahoma to be at number one? I mean, they're a statistically sound team. I like this team all the way around. They are solid when the game is on the line. They are a defensive team like, their defensive stats don't stand out, but I mean, they are above average. They shoot the ball really well. Um, their free throw percent is not that high, but their field goal percent is above 30%. Their three point field goal is just below 40% at 39.4. So they look good. They have a good coach. They have a good team, and they win when the game is on the line. Yeah, I mean, that's what you ask for, especially uh, down the stretch in March, uh, is just to have a team that can put together a win when the game's in the line uh, and not give up those those clutch points, those clutch stats that you need, uh, especially when your opponent is relatively the same skill level as you. My next question to you. So we mentioned them earlier in the show, uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, they are 
good for me as well. Uh, Florida Atlantic is number 33 in my formula. So up there, but not as high as you, not in my top 10. Uh, yeah. What got them there? They are saying at 12 and 1, they are a solid team. So we both like Conference USA for a mid-major. Yeah. We always find them interesting. But, I mean, this team all the way around has had a solid start to the season. They have a 16.01 in Ken Palm. So Ken Palm also thinks that they're decent. Their schedule hasn't been the toughest, which bothers me, but they are winning all these games that they should be winning. Yeah. So their only loss is at Ole Miss, I think. Yeah, so... At Ole Miss, that's not a bad loss when it's your first Division One game of the year. And then shooting the ball, they shoot the ball quite well. And defensively, they're strong. And they're solid in clutch. So all around, I like them. Yeah, I that makes total sense to me, too, um, as to as to why they're that high in your formula. Um and we'll see where they end up at the end of the year. Uh, if they can put together a win in Conference USA uh, to win that conference, uh, I'm really curious to see how this team does uh, in March Madness. Yeah, and they have UAB this week. Yeah. So that game will be such a good game, and this will be a true test to see is Florida Atlantic a top 10 team or not? Mm-hmm. Because they're saying at 98% value for me. Ninety-eight point zero two. Yep. So they are right there. Yep. Yeah. They'll be a fun team to watch for sure. Yep. Yeah. So looking ahead to next week, uh, we have a lot of good games. Conference play has started. It's January. Uh, I will uh, start us off and we'll go on the line here and, and talk about some of these games coming up. Uh, so the first one out the Big East, we got Marquette at St. John's. Who are you taking? I'm taking Marquette. I mean, Marquette has looked really, really good. You can't deny that Marquette has looked good. They win games. They're 11-4. and They beat Villanova, which I still think Villanova is a tournament team and a team that will be brutally hard to beat. Mm -hmm. So, got to go with the Golden Eagles. Oh my gosh. Okay. For you, uh, Mississippi State at Tennessee. Well, both these teams have have the same record. They're both eleven and two. Uh however, Tennessee's favored by ten and a half. Uh so obviously Vegas sees a bit of a differential there um in which team is better. I am siding with Vegas. I'm taking Tennessee. Um it's in Knoxville starting off. Uh, so it's a, it's a tough environment to win in if you're, if you're Mississippi state. Uh, but then additionally, I would take, I just don't, Mississippi state is good, but I wouldn't take that team and I wouldn't put it in the tournament field right now. Um, they have a lot of wins, but the sec is a tough, tough, uh, conference and they haven't really done a whole lot, um, with their non-conference schedule, especially, um, to prove that they, that they belong. Um, you know, in the high end of the SEC or the tournament yet. Uh, they beat Marquette by three on a neutral, neutral site in November. Uh, but otherwise, they haven't really played anyone that impressive uh, outside of Alabama, who they lost to um, let, in their last game. So I, I'm taking Tennessee. I don't see any reason why the Volunteers can't um, keep their momentum going into conference play. Next up, LSU, Kentucky. Yeah, I take LSU. LSU has looked real good. And Kentucky is still a big old question mark. So mm-hmm. LSU. Uh Kansas, Texas Tech. Well, this one comes up later in my picks for this week. Uh I have to go with Kansas. Um Texas Tech's been good this year. Um they've they've been better than how I thought they would be. Uh However, Kansas has also been a lot better than I thought they'd be, and Kansas has been really, really good. So I don't see any reason why the Jayhawks can't get it done on the road. Yeah. Our next game, Kansas State at Texas. If Kansas State won, I would not be surprised, but I'm picking Texas. 
I think the Longhorns will get done. And but it's going to be a good game to watch. Uh, Virginia at Pitt. Interesting game. So it's another home game for Pitt, uh, and they have another ranked team coming to town in Virginia. Uh, Cavaliers have been a lot better than North Carolina so far this year. Um, however, I'm going to throw you a curveball and take Pitt in this game. Uh, Pitt's coming off the win versus North Carolina. They just they just got that one. Um, and you know what? Why not? I think that if you're that if you're Pitt, nobody really believes in you to start the year. Um, you might as well keep it going. Might as well get yourself into that bubble consideration um, and take down another ranked team at home. Yeah, I don't see why they can't. I'm shocked that you gave up on your Cavaliers that quickly. Oh, I haven't. They'll be there. Don't worry. Don't They'll worry. be there. Don't worry. You'll see. It's all under control. Trust me. Uh, next game, back to the SEC for you. Uh, we got Auburn at Georgia. You're going to hear this one later for me. Georgia all the way. I'm going to ride this train. Uh, You're going to ride that train right off a cliff. Hey, I mean, if the conductor jumps off the cliff, I'll jump with him. That's what my teacher always asks. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. I can't argue with that logic. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma. Sooners have been on a roll. Uh, we talked about earlier the way this team plays, the stats that they put up. They got Porter Moser on their team too. So, Oklahoma. That'll be a good game. Yes, it will. It'll be really good. Uh, next game, Missouri-Arkansas. Um, I'm sticking with Arkansas. I, it, I, As much as I have to admit that Missouri is legit, I don't think they're legit enough to knock off Arkansas at Arkansas. It's a tough task to go and beat the Razorbacks at home. It so. is. TCU at Baylor. Oof. I'm taking Baylor. Uh, TCU only has one loss this year. Um, they've been ranked most of the year. Uh, the one thing that I just can't stop thinking about with TCU is how bad they are from three-point range. Every game is just dismal three-point percentage. Um, and while that's not everything, not even close to everything, uh, if you can't have your threes, this is, it sucks a lot of life out of your fans. It sucks a lot of life out of the team. So I'm taking Baylor to come back and after their 15-point destruction by Iowa State and get a nice win at home. Next up, Purdue-Ohio State. I think Purdue's going to stay undefeated. It's going to be a tough task, but I think they'll do it. Those Ohio State fans are going to be ready for them, too. Oh, yeah. It's going to be loud. They're going to pack the arena. It'll be a good game. Yes, it will. Uh, This game we've kind of talked about a little bit already. Florida Atlantic at UAB. Yeah, so jumping off of the, the power conference train to the Conference USA, it's a going to be a good game. It's at UAB, uh, but Florida Atlantic's the better team, in my opinion. Overall, I'm taking Florida Atlantic. They haven't had the schedule that UAB's had, uh, but this team is looking good. They're 12-1. and one. Give it to Florida Atlantic to go get a win on the road and make a statement. Uh, next up, USC, UCLA. Who are you taking? I got to go with UCLA. They have looked really, really good. But USC is not going to go down fighting. Or, no. Yeah, they're going to go down fighting. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. Definitely think I phrased that wrong, but they're going to put up a fight. We'll just put it like we'll go. That. We'll go with that. Yep. Uh, speak good or English. Uh, Gonzaga at San Francisco. Uh, you know what? Give me San Francisco. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm sick of seeing Gonzaga's name at the top of my formula every time I update it. That kind of pisses me off. But 
I do think that San Francisco has been good this year, um, a lot better than I thought they would be. And there definitely is a real chance that, that they can take down Gonzaga if they are at home. You put this game in Spokane and it's a Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't argue with that. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame at North Carolina. Oh my gosh, these two teams were supposed to be really good teams and they've been struggling to Two of the, the biggest year. disappointments in the ACC. Gosh, it's it's tough. It's going to be a close game. I think Notre Dame will pull this out. UNC, I, I don't know what to say about UNC. I mean, UNC's in the same spot that they were in last year at this point, too. So, And they lost these games last yes, year. Yes, they did. So it wasn't until February. Yeah. And it's only January 2nd. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. We'll see. UNC, I don't have enough faith in. But we'll see. How about Creighton at UConn? You're going to disagree with me on this one, but I'm taking UConn. Uh, Creighton. Yeah. (laughs) UConn (laughs) uh, just lost on the road to Xavier, um, but they're going to be back at home this week uh, and hungry to to get another good win. Uh, So, yeah. Give me UConn. I know Creighton's back to full swing, so they're going to play a lot better than their record shows. Uh, but that's not going to be enough to stop this UConn team, who has already proven that they are good this year. Yeah, they are good, but Creighton. I know, I know. Creighton had, had a really good start to the year. Uh, their health really hurt them uh, in these last few games when they won that six-game skid. Uh, but We'll see where they end up to. Yep. Back to the Big 12. They'll bounce back. I agree. But not this game. The Big 12. uh, We got Texas, Oklahoma State. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. I I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that. To start the year, they've looked solid, but haven't been just getting just enough for wins. So I think at home, they're going to prove their worth. Fair enough. I I'd, I'd take Texas. I Texas is too good, even without Coach Beard. But I mean, that's I'm going to say your Minnesota bias. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Carr has looked real good, though. Yes, he has. He's been a great piece to that team. Yeah, I mean Terry's Hunter as well. Yes, I mean that entire team. Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Yep. Tough team to beat. Yeah. Uh, another tough team to beat is your Alabama Clemson Tide. Do you call they them the are... Clemson Tide? Did I hear you say Clemson Tide? Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean the Crimson Tide? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and those Tide are going to roll versus Kentucky this week. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I hate it when I mess up. Oh, <laughs> well, my you, gosh. You got me earlier, too, so. <sighs> I'm just going to poke you when I can. I got to yep. get him back. Yep, I deserve that one. Yes, I... sir. Yep. Next game. You're going to like this one. Wisconsin at Illinois. What are you thinking? I might go to that game. That game would be a good one to go to. It would. I'd say screw it and just head down, go over to it. Um, I'm going to pick Illinois. It's at Illinois. I'd take Illinois uh, as well. Gosh, it's going to be a good game, though. They're going to be hungry for a win. Illinois, they're not ranked anymore. Um, there's a lot of motivation for the Illini to come out and, and prove themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be all around a good game. There's no denying that. Yeah. But, anywho, back to the Big 12. Illinois, or not Illinois. Iowa State at TCU. Well, Iowa State's been an interesting team to watch. Uh, Obviously, they've been defensive the past couple years with with kind of what their strength is on the court um, under TJ Otzelberger, I think his name is. Um. And TCU has just struggled to shoot the ball this year. Uh, that's going to be a really nasty combo if you are a TCU fan. Um, I'm taking Iowa State. 
on the road. Yeah, I can't argue with you there because, yeah, TCU is going to struggle. Yeah. Yep, that's how I feel. Our next game, Michigan, Michigan State. Go Sparty. I don't think Michigan has anything to put up a battle against Michigan State. Michigan's looked so fleshy this year. I don't I don't know. They just haven't been good. But this is classic. Juwan Howard just Yeah, let's just do terrible and seem to be maybe not even a tournament team. Then we'll turn it on and make the Elite Eight as an eleven yeah, seed. That is true. So oh. Michigan's still working on it. They'll be back. They'll be back. Just give them until February. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, West Virginia. Will uh, West Virginia bounce back? This is a tough game. It's in Morgantown. Those those West Virginia, the, the West Virginia Mountaineers, they love their basketball team. They love Coach Huggins. I want to pick West Virginia in this game, but I don't think I can. Kansas is too good. Grady Dick is too good. He's so good from long. Um, I I gotta take Kansas. Yeah, Jayhawks look good. They sure do. Next game, another Big Twelve game. They're all all the games are in the Big Twelve. Kansas State, Baylor at Baylor. I. I have to go with Baylor. As much as I want Kansas State to win, Baylor is the better team. But this season has taught me that Baylor can lose games that they shouldn't lose by landslides. So I don't know about you, but Baylor smells like a first-round upset right now in March Madness. No. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Like a four thirteen matchup that they lose to like Florida Atlantic. Nope. <laughs> no. I could see it. No. I mean, I see your logic because they have lost some pretty bad games, but they are a sound team, and I'm going to name him the wrong name, Scott Drew. <laughs> is um, I, not I from really property to, brother. Not I from really property brother. I really had to think about that. Uh, yeah, he's a good coach. I mean, he's won a title. Mm-hmm. He has won it all. So I mean, come March, they're going to have no issues. I hope they don't get pinned against a tough team like North Carolina was last year, because they could have done some damage even though they weren't yeah. really the best team out there last year. No. But yeah, they, they're they third for my formula. And I got to agree with it. Fair enough. They are not third for mine. They're like 17. No, like 19 maybe. No. They're falling. I'm a little bit suspicious of them. So we'll see. Yeah, that's fair to be suspicious of them. Yeah. Two teams that most people are suspicious about Oklahoma at Texas Tech. You're giving me tough games. I have to pick Texas Tech. Uh, Oklahoma's good. I love I love the way Oklahoma looks right now. Um, but Texas Tech has been undervalued most of the year. Um, people are starting to kind of see now how good they really are. But Texas Tech is, is a good team. And at home with the Red Raiders atmosphere. Give me Texas Tech. Next up, Arkansas-Auburn. I got to choose Auburn. It's at home mm-hmm. for them. They're a good team. I like this team, but if it was, if it's at Arkansas, picking Arkansas, I think these yeah. teams will be very evenly matched. Yep, I agree. At, at a neutral site. I would probably choose Arkansas having the edge, but Mm -hmm. Auburn at home is tough to beat. Yeah. And back to the West Coast Conference. Do you think Gonzaga could also lose at Santa Clara? I don't. 
Santa Clara is my favorite team in the West Coast Conference. Not going to lie. But I'm taking Gonzaga. That surprises me. I think Santa Clara win is more likely than San Francisco. I disagree with that. With that, uh, but hopefully, Gonzaga loses to both. Yeah, that would be our dream. <laughs> yes, sir. We would only deal with one West Coast Conference team in the tournament. Yes, sir. And then finally, uh, we got Purdue Penn State. I am going to pick Penn State because I can't pick them right at all. So go Nittany Lions. So you want Purdue to keep winning, then? We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> oh my gotta God. do what you gotta do. Yes, sir. All right, circling back to our picks. So our game from last week, I was one game away from a perfect week and clearing the board uh, and making some gains on Brandon. But that didn't happen. So here I am. Still down 12, 38-26. So, a recap of last week. Uh, I took Stephen F. Austin over UT Arlington. Got that game. Uh, I took Missouri over Kentucky. Got that game. I got Northwestern over Brown, uh, courtesy of Brandon giving me that freebie. Uh, And then I took Alabama over Mississippi State, and the tide rolled. The one game I did not get was my road pick last week. I took UConn over Xavier, thinking that the Huskies would do it again and stay undefeated. That didn't happen. So here I am this week. Uh, I'm in the Mountain West now, uh, given Brandon's conference of choice for mid-major, and I'm taking New Mexico over Fresno State on the road. My underdog pick is North Carolina State over Duke. Um, North Carolina State's been a surprise this year. I think they're going to keep their luck going um, and get a statement win over an in-state rival. My road pick is Kansas at Texas Tech. We touched on that earlier, uh, but the Jayhawks are just so good. Give me Kansas. Uh, The other person picks the game. So Brandon gave me St. Louis at UMass out of the A-10, which has been a dumpster fire of a conference this year. Uh, I'm taking UMass purely because they're the home team, and I have no better way of differentiating these two teams. And finally, uh, my golden pick out of the Big 12 this week, and it's Iowa State at Oklahoma, and I'm taking the Sooners. So, go Sooners. That's solid. Can't argue with too many of those. Uh, It does surprise me that you picked NC State. You know, it surprised me that I wanted to pick that game too, but I... Duke has been good this year. They've been better than I thought they would be, but they still are purely freshmen. Um, NC State's got a lot more experience. I mean, Filipowski looks real good for Duke, though. He does. (laughs) He does. I'm not arguing with you there. It's called the underdog pick for a reason. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) It's just not an underdog pick that I would expect from you. Just saying. Fair enough. But last week for me, I got four of my six points. I messed up on my mid-major. I've been high on Southeast Missouri State or Southeastern Missouri State, whatever it is. Yeah, they've disappointed me all year long, so they disappoint me yet again. So... Southern Indiana won. Uh, I did pick USC beating Washington correctly. I lost out on Arkansas on the road against LSU. I got Miami against Notre Dame, which you gave me that game, which that one was a no-brainer for me. So Then my golden pick, the Cornhuskers destroyed the Hawkeyes. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough game for uh, Hawkeye fans. Not a tough game for me. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, Just saying, I like Iowa more than Nebraska, though. Just saying. So, mid-major this week, I got the MAAC, 
was it Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference or something like that? Yeah, Atlantic I think so. Atlantic mm-hmm. something. Um, I picked Quinnipiac to go on the road and beat Ryder. Uh, underdog, Georgia beating Auburn. Go dogs. <laughs> LSU oh has a road pick against Kentucky. Had one. Yeah. Marquette at St. John's was with the game you gave me. Marquette by a mile. And then golden pick. Creighton comes back and beats UConn. You have a lot of faith in your Blue Jays. I have a lot of faith in the underdog because I think like three or four of those are underdogs. You do pick a lot of underdogs. Uh, Marquette is actually favored. Uh, I think think Marquette and Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, whatever, are the two favored ones. But I think Ryder is... Some are not. Ryder is right there, but LSU, Georgia, Creighton. I have faith in the underdogs. Yes, you do. Who let the More dogs faith out? than you. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, dogs. Go dogs. Georgia. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Any last thoughts, predictions? I don't think so. Um, other than, yeah, we love having you here. Uh Thanks for listening. Um, Check us out on our website, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Follow our content. Uh, If you like what we do, share us with a friend, share us with your family, um, share us with that random guy walking down the street. Um, You never know. You could bond over college basketball. If you have the ox, just put us on the ox. People will love us. People will love how stupid we are and how much we mess up. Without even realizing. <laughs> but, Two idiots, one podcast. <laughs> uh, at least it's two idiots and not two girls. Uh, one cup. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, we love you guys. Please share us. Yeah, we love what we do. We love sharing this with you. We wouldn't be here without you, so share us check out i wrote a great article on my top 10 last week i'll write something in this week put on the website but yeah yep. just keep on following us sharing loving caring we love you yeah and that's it for today gonna cut you off there let's cut the gushing now uh we'll save some for next week but anyways we are the sauce staff pros podcast <laughs> Uh, We appreciate your time, and we will see you all on our next episode. Until then, peace out.